Vanderbilt plays in the SEC, and you can't get blanked like two weeks in a row and look outmatched five weeks in a row. That's what happened to him. And I don't know Todd Finch at all, other than he's a decent algebra teacher. But uh, I don't, I don't see him figuring out a way to make that happen against Georgia. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 259 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the Vanderbilt Georgia Preview Show. My co-host Will Leach and Tony Waller join me today, and there's a smattering of actual game talk about what we think Georgia will try to do as they face off versus the Commodores at 4 p.m. on Saturday, but there's much more general talk about college football as a whole. Like, what will the playoff look like, especially if Ohio State doesn't qualify for the Big Ten Championship, mainly because of not enough games played. We'll also discuss the Georgia basketball team and the retirement announcement of UGA Athletic Director Greg McGarity, among many other topics. We'll have our picks at the end of the show, and Tony is allowed to bask in his current first place position for the season. So thanks so much for tuning us in today. Hope you enjoy episode 259. We are recording outside on Scott's porch, as we have been doing since we started back recording in person. Um, it is officially 37 degrees. And it's so cold the dog is not barking. The dog <laughs> is. And I'm recording under protest. Scott, 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 he got outvoted tonight. Scott actually said, we could do this via Zoom. I was like, I'd really rather do it in person. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, come on! on. And, Scott, and Will's like, it's finally getting nice out here. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> this, I've been waiting forever for this. And to be fair, I, I you know, it, it it is a true democracy here that we yeah, got. Nice it was you. two That's votes nice to one, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'm, and I'm wearing three jackets and two layers of pants. We're, we're, we're sterling to come here and count the votes tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that dude's awesome, by the way. Yeah, he, I like awesome. I like this comment today. Uh, and a um, dog, I Yes. Yeah. So. so, and y'all have, um, of course, y'all have an advantage over me. You have hair on top of your head. Um, and but not on my face. I shaved. No, it's got yeah. shaved his face. It's like, you look like 44 years younger. What's, <laughs> That's what I was told. Jack, How long? So, you? if you started now, uh-huh. let me just shave today, yesterday? Uh, yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> so, like, how long would it take you to get an actual, like, your beard back? Uh, eight days. Yes. Yeah. 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 Seven, seven, eight days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I. Just you hadn't shaved since this the pandemic. This is four days. Yeah. Okay. This is four days. I'd like to see uh, Will with like at least like a magnum mustache. Briefly in college, I had a little bit of the Skeet Ulrich going oh, on. Yeah. No, a little bit of the Skeet Ulrich. Please no. From Scream days. Yeah. 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 It didn't really didn't really work for me or Skeet uh, <laughs> for that matter. No. But uh, I'm barely a mammal. What do you yeah. want from me? I'm like a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and well, the other reason why this is going to be short is it's Vanderbilt guys. It's Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt interim coach. Second week in a row, we're facing a team. Who with is interim the interim coach? coach. Um, could not tell you. Bobby it's, Johnson? It's not a former. That would have been funny. Oh. Uh, it's not a former Georgia coach, so I have not committed that to memory. I'll look um, I could not begin to tell you anybody on their team other than Sarah Fuller. Yeah. It has been announced. She will be on the travel roster. That's awesome. Uh, She's on the travel roster, but is she kicking? We don't know. Yeah, She's right, on the travel right, roster. Right, it's the only right, thing that's right, been announced, right. uh, which is awesome because... Todd Fitch. Todd Fitch, which also happens to be a seventh grade algebra teacher <laughs> at Nashville North. Um, but, no, I, I don't... That's probably made up. The... Um, <clears throat> Which is cool because I am taking my youngest daughter Katie, mm-hmm. who played football, mm-hmm. um, to uh, to the game. That was you know I, I took Charlie earlier. Maggie went with our friend Tiffany. Uh, Kristen went with me to the Tennessee game, and now this is Maggie's uh, Katie's game, and she was very excited about get to go. And then she was very excited today when she found out Sarah Fuller was going to be because she had um, she the, apparently there were some comments around school uh, her school about Sarah Fuller playing and 
um, to which some of like their kids that don't know Katie well enough to know that she played and actually got a tackle for a loss and caused a fumble in a game, and they're like, "Oh no, no, she Katie can wreck shop. You don't you don't <laughs> yeah, play with her." Right. So. Um, the uh, uh, she was very she's very excited about the possibility of getting to see that we have fantastic seats we're like right down in the area where the people are going to judge me for, uh, even though I'll be wearing a mask uh, because I'll be too close to people it's like down in the front somewhere <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's interesting and, and maybe this is an interesting place to talk I, I'm surprised we are also going to the game by the way oh good good we, we're, we're actually in our city this is the game. You're in this the seats? Yeah. That's right. This is our game. Yeah. Our well, game. they're not. They're right, probably right, pretty right, good yeah. seats, aren't they? I don't know. I, 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 I think they're under, under the overhang. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so Vanderbilt did fire Derek Mason, not the receiver, uh, which <laughs> surprised. It would be fun if he were the interim coach, though. Um, <laughs> and now it's Todd Fitch, not the rating system. Not the rating systems. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, um, I'm a little surprised they fired him, although I guess when you look at what has happened with Vanderbilt on the field, they have grown considerably worse. I mean, that, that game was bad. There also <laughs> has not been a team in the SEC that has been affected by opt-outs and COVID, and bar none, the same way Vanderbilt has been. And that's – you're already starting with a roster. There's only one team that probably had a more depleted roster starting the season. That would have been Ole Miss because, you know, <laughs> Hugh Freeze and his, uh, his revenge tour or something. I don't know. Uh, revenge tour is not the right word. Hugh Freeze and his antics. Um, so, you know, Vanderbilt, I, you know, I think they, I mean, look, for heaven's sakes, they had to go to the women's soccer team to not, not take that back. They did not go to the women's soccer team to find a kicker. They put out an all call for kickers and their goalkeeper on their SEC champion soccer team, who is a six, two, like just, uh, just a hellraiser, um, said, yeah, coach, I can kick. And mm-hmm. damn, they didn't suit her up. And uh, and for and for the millionth time, for the millionth time, I don't know whether she'd be able to kick to the end zone or not. <clears> but for the record, that was a design, design play kick. on yeah. her kick. Yeah, that was meant to be a quick <clears> kick. <throat> kick. This uh, Moon Crew did a very good breakdown of exactly. You can see the way that the the, the kicking team, the way they were lined up. Yep. it was Wait. it was designed it's being held to be that a way. Yep. Now, for the record, I might not have called that script <laughs> kick and let. I mean, I mean yeah, again, you're Vanderbilt. Why just let her boot it to the end zone? Yeah, well, I mean, again, maybe she, we don't know. Like, like this is also the first time she's ever kicked in a game. Maybe a squib kick is actually maybe the right play right there just because yeah. literally like never minding whether she can or can't this is the first time she's ever kicked in a game ever yeah maybe you go ahead and give her a squib kick to start out well i, I and, think they and, anticipated and, having more than one time yeah. for her to kick the ball how frustrating so. was that second half yeah. to watch i watched it, it all oh, yeah. and just kind of wishing and hoping i uh, vivian I, I talked her into sitting there watching vanderbilt and i was explaining <clears> to her and she was she bought in for an hour, and then she started getting frustrated like me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are, what are you going to do? Well, like you should they, be a Vanderbilt fan. Uh, they, had a, they had a chance, and then the guy fumbles like on the 30, and then nothing yeah. else happened. Yeah. There was that one that was like third and four at like the 32, it's and like, you're like, come on, guys. Yeah, but it just feel like they needed it first. They needed yeah. to get to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, again, never minding, like, like I mean, I don't think anyone doubts that she can kick, but like, Literally, this is the first field goal she's ever attempted in her entire life. You want to, you want to not make that a fifty-three yard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to say the very least. Or on the other hand, she could come in there and kick it, you know, seventy-four yards like Gus the kick and mule. Yeah, I'd love to get so, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a low that's a low key that's a low key really good kids movie available on Disney Plus. It is available on Disney mm. Plus. We tried to watch kids watch it, and they're like, ah, uh, I don't want to watch a movie about a Hungarian. Donkey. It's like no, 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 no. The, that's a, that's, his, that's, that's his owner's Hungarian. That's, that's one of Daddy's movies. You're missing. You're missing the point. That it is one of Daddy's movies. 
<laughs> so anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of tied up, held down, and beaten, uh, Vanderbilt. The um, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. It is right. The um, the you know, it it does not surprise me in the least that Vanderbilt has looked this way because I think. You know, we at the beginning of the season thought it was going to be a, a tight race between Arkansas and Vanderbilt, uh, who was going to be the worst team in the conference. Uh, obviously, Vanderbilt holds that mantle and holds it very tightly, which is interesting because they start out the season, they look competent against a couple of teams, and it's just gone steadily downhill. Um, the problem is, is like, that's a hard job, guys. And, you know, we're not a Vanderbilt podcast, and we're, we don't need to go down the list of coaches, but some of the coaches they're talking about don't make any sense to me. Uh you know, like Mike McIntyre is the offensive coordinator at Memphis, who was the offensive coordinator last year for Ole Miss. Who he has is he Georgia, the Colorado coach? Yeah, uh, he has Georgia connections. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think he has a good chance to become a G five head coach. And I tell you what, I'd rather be head coach at Memphis than, than Vanderbilt. This is it, not a good stepping stone job. It like is it's not. really not. It is not. Yeah, they, they literally need someone like Jeff Munkin or or they need to get Paul Johnson out of retirement. They have got to go against type. They're yeah. just not going to. I mean, the problem is they, they're in a conference where they're going to be out-athleted no matter what they do. And they're also a school, despite unlike some other schools in downtown Atlanta that think they are, um, that it's so strictly adhere to um, academic requirements that you naturally cut down your, your talent pool. And that's also – it's also kind of a lane that Notre Dame uh, – Stanford certainly and Notre Dame to a lesser extent already has a franchise on. And you just really don't have. I mean, it's like it's like Duke. I mean, it's like Duke. It's like Duke, except for Duke plays in an easier conference, mm-hmm. and you are in a situation where, um, man, you just even in a down SEC East, you're you're pulling the very best you can hope for is four patty cake games that you do not lose, and you slip up and win a game or two against. Whoever's down in the East, Tennessee, or you catch a, one of the teams from the the yeah. West. It's not yeah. bad. You get Kentucky in the down year. You get South Carolina in the down right. year. You get Tennessee in right. the right. or uh, you ha- or you beat Kirby Smart in uh, the road in his yeah. first year. Well, that's but see, that's <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, I yeah. think that that probably gave him that certainly made look little Jamie Franklin beating Rick certainly helped him make his bones. Yeah. Got him the Penn State job. Now he had other good wins. Granted, he had other good wins, but everybody's like, wow, he did a great job there. That dude was seven and five four times, yeah. or he, I guess it's eight and four one time, yeah. right? I mean, he, and also let's not forget had scandals involving Vanderbilt that Vanderbilt never has scandals involving. Yeah, like that's another thing to keep in mind about James Franklin's tenure over there. So that's why it's a little surprising he got the Penn State job. But that's is it Penn question. State? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that's the thing. I mean, there's never minding. Like the, of all years where Vanderbilt's going to be really bad, this one where everyone's death is getting tested, it's just there's just no way. I mean, the, 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 and it's funny because it feels it feels like this whole game. We we can go into the preview a little bit. It feels like this whole game may feel a little bit like that first quarter against quarter and a half against South Carolina, 
Where it's just like, oh, like they can kind of just do whatever they want. Except the difference is uh, Vanderbilt doesn't have a quarterback like yeah. South Carolina did, who's scrappy and fighting mm-hmm. forward. And frankly, has you know, South Carolina showed I think a little bit more fight than I think that uh, you might have expected for a team that just fired their coach. And maybe Vanderbilt will do that. But I don't think there's any sense that like not that people hated Muschamp, but I think Muschamp was probably less popular among his players than Mason was. I think Mason's generally they generally like Mason over there. So you know, the idea that Mason uh, uh, Vanderbilt to me, I mean, this is. Yeah, they've got a game on the twelfth, but like this is—are they going to play that Tennessee game? I have to assume so. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's being announced Friday, right? Friday yeah, is when they that's announce right. The they're announcing Friday. whether George um, is going to play Missouri on Friday. Yeah, we, and which we is probably, real, which, Robert Wolf brought this up on Twitter in response to uh, Emerson, which I thought was a good question. He's like, "Why actually are they waiting till Friday? If you're going to wait, wait till Sunday and find out if like." Tennis, if Florida loses, for example, and that game takes on more importance, it feels we. I don't entirely I, I understand. I suspect. Um, I'm glad you brought up scheduling because literally right before I came over here, the ACC announced that Florida State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, and Miami, whoever their next game are, are canceled. They're basically locking in Clemson and Notre Dame into the, the conference yeah. championship and practically locking two teams into the college football playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to assume that there is some sort of machinations about in the SEC scheduling that will – there's a possibility that Georgia and Missouri play uh, because of inventory. I think there's a likelihood to be honest. I, 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 I say a possibility. It's a possibility it would be canceled. Yeah. But I think, I think because, it's more likely uh, than not. Yeah, because of inventory, I think the game gets played. It really is a matter is it going to be on the 12th or 19th at this point. Um, and – if George plays Missouri, I can't imagine them trying to figure out an a, a 11th game. Um, that feels weird to me. Um, That's the bowl game, the 11th game. Well, no, the 11th game on the 19th because they're, they had laid out the possibility of some sort of oh, okay. Big Ten thing. Like what Big Ten's doing. Yeah, but I don't. it's hard for me to see that happening. There's no upside to that. There's no I don't, I don't. There's no except reason. for TV, there's, right? There's you're right. There's no upside. There's a reason. Um, and frankly, I mean, that day is. It's not like it's not like we've always watched football on the SEC championship weekend and thought, oh man, if only Vanderbilt and Kentucky were uh-huh. playing well, right yeah. now. Yeah, that would I just mean, round out the day. So you know, it does. It does seem a little unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and speaking speaking of scheduling news, I'm just, did you guys see what's going on with the Michigan and Ohio State uh, before we over here? No. So basically, uh, me, Michigan uh, basically Michigan has has have some COVID issues, and has talked about the possibility of having to cancel the last two games of the year, which would knock Ohio State out for playing in the Big Ten Championship game. Um, Go Hoosiers. I will say it was disappointing to watch both Reese Davis and Herb should at least understand he's an Ohio State guy, to see both of them kind of get their dabble on a little bit of like, how could Michigan get cancel this game? Really? Oh, yeah. like They were like really kind of like pissy about it in a way that... Tell you Again, what, he gets associated with Northwestern, and suddenly he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, and it is also there's also a very real possibility, by the way, that the Big Ten championship if that happened, the Big Ten championship game could be Northwestern against Indiana, and then the two second place teams would be Wisconsin and Ohio State, both of whom would be ranked higher in the college football playoff than the two teams playing in the Big Ten championship game, making it de facto a Big Ten championship game. And also, you can't discount the possibility of them still putting in. Ohio State, if they wreck house against Wisconsin, right? Uh, there's no, there's nothing saying that. Ha- I mean, we know that they're going to play like five games. Is I, that think it? Be, I think it would end up being six, six, six games, played, right? If they play this week, don't play against Michigan, and then and play, play that that final yeah. game. But, but again, also that final game might get canceled. <laughs> like, right, yeah. like it's not like. And again, you know, for me, 
uh, that's what was so disappointing about the Herb Street thing. Well, and and Reese Davis in particular. Like, I know that we really, really want this to be a normal season, but it isn't. Really, but really it isn't. isn't. And like, and yes, I agree. This is a, a really good Ohio State team. It would be fun to. Though, for the record, Fields has actually not been. Like you see him on draft boards, he's not going to. Like he, if he, I think I've seen him as like fourth. I think the athletic had their draft board this year. He was a fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Lawrence was first, obviously. Yeah, but um, uh, well, so, that dude. At, oh, BYU is moving in front of yeah, him. Yeah, BYU is moving in front um, of him. I think it's a dude. Is it maybe North Carolina, Dakota State somewhere? Somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, North yeah, Dakota yeah. State. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they had a one game season yeah, earlier right. this year. And so, more to the point, I know that it's it like. You know what? Ohio State might not be able to be in the playoff this year because there's a freaking pandemic going on and crazy stuff is happening all over. Would it be better if they were in? Yeah, I think so. It'd be fun to watch. I think I would much rather see them in than uh, don't say Cincinnati. I wouldn't say Cincinnati. I'd rather see Cincinnati in. Yes, but I'd rather see them in than Texas A and M. Yes, yeah. agreed. I'd rather agreed. see them in Texas A and M. Yeah, and, uh, and that's that's the best example. Really. Yeah, and I, it, it, believe me, it, it, I have. I almost went to grad school at Texas A and M, and I hate Ohio State. But I still think it'd be more interesting to see Ohio no, State. I mean, then. if Ohio State, uh, a healthy Ohio State, and a healthy Texas A&M, and then pandemic, there are no such things. But if a, as, as a healthy Ohio State play a healthy Texas A&M, I would, I, Ohio State would be a two touchdown favorite. Oh, they'd be least. fourteen and a half easy. And, and so, if Notre Dame and Clemson play again, and Notre Dame wins, Clemson's knocked out, right? Um, are, you, are, you, are you insinuating that Clemson still get in? That's real hard. It depends on the score of the game because the first time, like, it depends on the score of the game. Like, if it's a barn burner, if it's Notre Dame scores at the end of the game to win 31-28 or something like that. Yeah, they both go. Yeah. Because yeah, if you think, Clemson Clemson lost the first time without the starting quarterback. And yeah, they will but take what account. if, for example, uh, Texas A&M wins out. Okay. Florida loses close to Alabama. Alabama. That's, How do you justify putting a two-loss Clemson team over a one-loss Texas A&M team that played a – that beat the team that almost beat the number one team. Yeah, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a great point. And right. So, and listen, for the record, I think Florida is better than Texas A&M. I think Clemson is better. Um, I think Ohio State is better than look, Texas A&M. On Tony's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs, Florida yeah. getting passed over for Texas A&M is far, far higher than that. Yeah. But I mean, you know. I mean, I'd rather see Cincinnati than any of them. But, yeah. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, but to me, that's the point, though, is just weird stuff's happening this year. And it was to to... Still lack that perspective. Like, you know what? If Michigan doesn't play, I guarantee you it is not because Michigan is scared of Ohio State. Look at all the hoops everybody jumped through to play games this year. Like Thanks, Nebraska. I- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nebraska. Exactly. <laughs> like the idea that the idea that Michigan that you would use. I mean, it's one thing with Dabo do it. He's a monumental prick. I mean, we made it clear about that. It was another thing to see like two main voices of the game on on the ranking show say that it was pretty wild uh and and uh it's disappointing but uh it would be hilarious yeah i'm I'm looking forward to the splits on duo they i mean splits on duo has the if you don't listen splits on duo is kind of the successor program to podcast name play nobody it's richard johnson alex kirshner and uh and and stephen godfrey um and they do a great job both of breaking down X's and O's, but they also do a good job of, of kind of reading the room, uh, the temperature of what's going on in college football. Um, I'm glad you brought up uh, the that it, anything can happen. I still like the idea of BYU and Cincinnati finding a way to schedule a game because you one of them gets a win over the other. It makes it even harder to keep, uh, keep one of the two out of the college football playoff. 
Um, now, I am absolutely on the record of not believing in BYU's 1984 championship because <laughs> you don't play a 6-5 and five Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl on December 17th <laughs> and win a national championship. Right. Not during the bowl. Not during the bowl regime. No. I just don't count that. Uh, in a lot of ways, I don't count Tech's 1990 championship. So, um, for they split it. Other reasons. Um, the uh, Yeah, they split it. Plus, Colorado. God, ruin everything. Um, Lost to Illinois that year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's right. They did lose to Illinois <laughs> that year. That's right. Um, but, you know, and when you think about the craziness going on, um, and I, I kind of had this thought earlier because classes finished up last week uh, at the law school. Thanks for the tour. Uh, yeah, yeah, Scott, Scott and his family <laughs> came by one day last week, or one day, Tuesday, right? Yeah. Whatever day it was. Uh, I'm just giving a little tour of the law school. That's awesome. Um, uh, which I can't do now because the law school is locked down. Right. We uh, we own law school and faculty and staff only now. So, um, but we, um, I, I, I guess, kind of where I was going with this is that it, it feels like is the kind of year that um, there's still plenty of room for the debate whether we should be playing right. Uh, and a lot of people still have that debate. Um, but the fact that we have made it to December fifth. Um, Presumably, we're going to make it December 5th with all of Georgia's games being played with the exception of one, um, with the vast majority of the SEC schedule being played. With And again, that's because they have different standards than the they, yeah, but, yeah, That's that, true. That's true. But, I'm, but I'm, again, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying that, who right? Who is to say, again, like, as we've all seen, everybody has their different views on a lot of different mm-hmm. things here, and no one, I'm suspicious of anyone who claims that they are right and someone else is right. wrong. But we, we are now within. What four days of being two weeks from championship weekend, right? We're going to have an Army Navy game, uh, presumably, right? We are going to have an SEC championship game, likely between Alabama and Florida. We're going to have an ACC championship game, likely between Notre Dame and Clemson. We're going to have a Pac-12 championship game between God who knows? knows who. <laughs> uh, BYU, the play anybody right? Well, you know, they, I think they, <laughs> I think they really messed an opportunity if they play Washington. Yeah. But uh, we're having a Big Twelve champ, Big Ten championship, Big Twelve championship, including oh, Iowa State. Yeah. Someone hire Matt Campbell, please. Um, and then we're going to have. Oh God, don't yeah. listen to me, South Carolina. Do not hire Matt Campbell. <laughs> um, the you know we're going to have a Big Ten championship with. Please God be out of uh, Indiana uh, and and. Probably still Northwestern. And Northwestern's already clinched. Oh, have they really? They already clinched because their game against Minnesota got canceled. Wow. Oh, uh, wow. So they're, they're on. What happens to another game of theirs get canceled? Uh, they still have enough. Do they? Yeah, I think so. Crap. <laughs> also, they're playing Illinois, which is one of the few. The last game is against Illinois. One of the few teams that have actually not had any. And uh, right, uh, right. And well, the, that Peters was out. But. Peters was out, but you know that was a, 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 very quickly. There was a very interesting uh, story about that where Peters was asked in the, in the press conference today. Um, uh, they asked him about his COVID test. He's like, you know, actually, uh, uh, the, sp- the the rapid test that the Big Ten gives out, I tested negative. Yeah, but, you know, because Illinois has this great testing program. Like, this, the university has this great test, not the, the football team. The university has a great testing program. He said, I tested positive through our program and, so the, and then kept testing negative through the Big Ten testing program. So I decided to go ahead and just with, to be cautious and not play and, and, and hold myself out. And because of that... Uh, Every team in the Big Ten has had a massive outbreak, except for Illinois, <laughs> and, and I think that I think that speaks to, I mean, a the Big Ten being more cautious than other teams, and b rapid tests are notoriously unreliable. Yeah, 
Yeah. Plus yeah. leadership, and, leadership from Lovey. Yeah, I mean, look I what's like shaving, shaving the beard. Yeah, look what's happening in the NFL. I mean, all honestly, like look what's happening in the NFL right now. The idea. It was pointed out, like, the Ravens played on Sunday, and then mysteriously, out of nowhere, on Monday morning, five players tested positive, just in time to have gotten their game in. And that, you've seen that repeatedly. Uh, Defector did a really good piece about that this week, about how, for, what, for, for reasons, um, Sunday positive tests tend to be dramatically lower than any other positive <coughs> test, even though supposedly testing daily. And Monday is the highest day because the NFL is just really, really trying to get games in. Yeah. And frankly, so is college football. And but I think the I think places like the SEC and the ACC have been more loose about that than the Big Ten and the Big 12. And so, uh, sorry, Ohio State, but you're in the Big Ten and they take this either more seriously or too seriously, whatever your perspective is on it. But uh, that's what happens when you play football in a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, Georgia didn't play the last time there, were a pan- there was a pandemic. True. So, like, things happen yeah. when there's a pandemic going on. You know, it's interesting that with all the chaos that the NFL's been going through, I mean, there's going to be a Wednesday afternoon game <laughs> uh, coming up. Booted <laughs> by the tree. Yeah, that's all that. I was like, no, they really aren't booting that. Just put them... Tree looks like crap too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because but they got the owl out of it. So. But sorry, Scott, that ahead. that and then combined with all the chaos in college football, looking back, it really makes Major League Baseball season look very normal. Normal. I say this like the they didn't have they they went two months playing all across the country every day with uh, every single day. With zero positive tests, it was yeah. Justin Turner. Justin Turner was the first positive test they had had in two months. Right. Frankly, the NBA is starting in like three weeks. Um, they're not bubbling quite reasonably. I mean, like you, the, every NBA player that was that they talked to said the bubble, while it worked, keep them away from COVID, was an absolutely miserable experience that they would they would never ever want to go through again. And so I think they're just kind of they have a adva- disadvantage that. You know, they you see what the problems that college basketball is having. Yeah, like college basketball is having a ton of problems. I mean, if you look at look, just if you ever, ever get a chance, look at your ESPN app for college basketball on a, on any day. Half the games are canceled. I mean, Georgia added a game yesterday with North that Georgia. they're playing Wednesday against North Georgia, and it would surprise me zero bit if it gets canceled because of positive tests on North Georgia on Wednesday morning. Because I'm going to bet, just guessing, North Georgia is not doing dramatically often rapid tests. Every is that North day. Georgia up in Young Harris? Uh, Gainesville. Oh, Gainesville. Yeah. You know the one that's around the corner from your house? Oh, that one. That one, yes. Are they the Nighthawks or something? Uh, Skyhawks, I think. They're playing Georgia on Wednesday. University of Georgia. (laughs) What, do they got Oconee County, like, you know, recent graduates playing for? Uh, Is Jack playing? (laughs) Yeah, Jack, Charlie. I think I'm assistant coach now. Um, Yeah, you bring up a good point that I thought about with, you know, we are transitioning to college basketball season. Will, you got to see Georgia play in mm-hmm. person against uh, FAMU. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not impressive, by the way. Yeah. Whatever they, uh, they won. They won. I, I managed to jump on the stream for a couple of those, a couple of possessions. So. For, just, just for the sake of discussion, it was very I, – I, we felt very – I'm going again on Friday. Yeah. I did not feel the least bit – if, if, if you get a chance to look at the game, I mean, if you look... I didn't see anybody there. Really. There's, I mean, because, I mean, for the record, every seat that's available is full. But, like, there's just no seats available. Like, if like if you, if you get a chance to look at an overhead shot, the white, if you see white, that is a seat that is blocked off. And I would say in our section, you know how the how segment mm-hmm. is, there's, like, literally whole sections. There were 12 people 
in our section. Yeah. Like all the way up in our computer section PP is where we sit. And there were 12 people in the whole section. I mean, it is, they have real, and I, I would argue pretty smartly because again, you are indoors. <laughs> and so, uh, and, and, and I would also say masks are required, by the way, you do have to wear masks in your seat. I would say there was about 98% compliance unless on one or two people. Uh, I mean, if you're eating, that's different, but like, uh, um, uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely not like college football feels a lot more. It feels, we've all talked about how different the game feels when you're there in person. Uh, college basketball feels a lot different. It is not a real college. Basketball. So you can pretty much yell when they're shooting a Whatever free throw and they're yeah. going to hear Florida you. Florida <laughs> A&M family had Florida A&M family members there and they were screaming every single time that Georgia shot a free throw. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so, and, 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 and it's, it's definitely unique. I'm taking my dad on Friday because I just, he just needs to see some live sports. <laughs> like I just wanted to see some live sports. And, uh, but we felt very, very safe and very comfortable. Yeah, good. Um, so w- one of the things about college basketball though, is that there's been some ideas floated probably most Prominently by uh, Patino, um, who's now back in college basketball, yeah. uh, coaching for the Iona Gales, that they should shut it down. Uh, what they should do is shut it down, go to February or March, and set up a bunch of bubble sites. Uh, because right now, the games, most of the games have been played, have been played at bubble sites. Like when I say most of the games, it's like um, the, who the was tur- it? The tournaments have been right, but who? Who? There's a team, Gonzaga, maybe that, that stayed up in. Um, at Mohegan Sun and played like four extra games. Was that? I uh, know it was. It was uh, Villanova. Villanova. Nova. Nova. So yeah. stay up there and played like four extra games. But of course, that's the good. That's the positive side of this. Right. Gonzaga is actually the negative side of this. Gonzaga had a player and a staffer test positive the morning of the game against Auburn, of all places. Yeah. And uh, they'd all flown there the night before. Everyone's on the same plane. All sitting next to their own people. But they decided uh, that you know what, we feel comfortable. And we're going to go ahead and play. They interviewed, uh, uh, I wrote about this on New York Magazine com, but um, they interviewed Pearl after the game. And Pearl, who is, you know, speaking of monumental pricks. Yeah, he's um, a notoriously character guy. And uh, said, he's like, yeah, you know, we're just feel lucky we got the game in. Uh, fingers crossed that nobody got sick. Tell me again about how character counts, pal. And so, but that's the thing is like college basketball is, I would argue, being more lawless about this than college football even is. And, that worries me as someone that has the number five team in the country right now and really wants a tournament to, to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's a little worrisome, but because uh, um, uh, there is, it's one thing to have the old Western college, the, the wild West in college football. There are 350 teams in college basketball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're all, they're on every different state. North Georgia is not one of them. No, it's not one of them. <laughs> I don't think. I have to Google that. So how's that going to help their Ken Palm playing North <laughs> uh, Georgia? Well, if you are actually not in there, it does not count for Ken Palm. Okay. Yeah. It does not count, which is good. In fact, you'd almost rather play a team like them than Florida A&M, yeah. who's at the bottom of Ken Palm. It actually hurts you if you don't beat them by very much. From where I was from, Georgia was, I, I, uh, uh, was, I was not very particularly impressed by Georgia in that game. But again, they have not, they've barely practiced because... I mean, they look like a cream team. I mean, I didn't see but a few possessions. They look like a cream team, right? They they run them down the court, shoot, play just enough defense to get the ball back. (laughs) I mean, that's literally what they do. I think there's reason to be concerned. Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, if this were a normal season, oh, yeah, we'd be staring at 10 and 20. Easy. So right? anything more on this actual game? How Georgia's how Georgia's going to play? I uh, mean, there was a um, there was a like a flurry of information. I guess we need to turn up with AD. But let's get to that. If we talked about the game. Okay. Let's talk about that. There was a flurry of information about the possibility of Lecount being back. I just 
I mean, guys, you wrecked this motorcycle. I don't know. That seems like a lot, but whatever. It feels like a weird game to... Um, yeah, Demetrius Robinson is going to walk for senior day, although he has not committed to whether he's coming back or not. He might come back for his sixth or seventh year. Yeah, he's been there. Yeah, he's... Well, this uh, is the weird thing about this year, right? Yeah, no, like, everybody's a free... You can have two senior days if you want to. Everybody's yeah, right. <laughs> Remember, Tennessee's up, uh, worried that uh, Garantano's coming back for another it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> if only Kevin Mays could get another finger. Um... That's not how it works, though, right? <laughs> but it's, it's only it's not giving him exemption. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's only missing the one look, he has. I, I'm, look, I'm sorry Kevin Mays lost his finger. I'm just, it still is eternally ama- uh, amusing to me that he and his wife don't consortium because of that. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, <laughs> the, I felt like I was about to go off on a Mike Leach thing. You know, the funny thing about the Mongols, the, um, y- you, I mean, we're, we're talking about a senior day where it's, Literally, I mean, normally at the last game of the season, you start reading the tea leaves about okay, who's going to leave and all this stuff. I, other than people that are guaranteed to be drafted, drafted yeah. who who would leave? And, can, and yeah, and how can you guarantee right anything, anything right now? Anyway, yeah. who knows? Right. Who knows if there's going to be pro days? Who knows if there's going to be mm-hmm. like the last thing you want is to end up. Frankly, Jake Frommed. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Clearing and then not, but being and then, able to really and then do not anything. getting anything exactly. And that's got to drive coaches crazy because they still can only put eighty-five guys on the mm-hmm. roster next year, right? right? Those guys can come back an extra year, but eventually you're going to lose people, right? Right, right. Um, and of course, Dewan Mathis officially left. He's in the transfer portal now. Um, so that I guess that's one spot. Um, so what do you think? Uh, you know, with with Daniels coming out with four hundred one against Mississippi State and then throwing. For only a hundred, what thirty against South Carolina, but it wasn't. He wasn't asked to do that. Do you see, obviously, maybe a three twenty-five game, a happy middle somewhere, or a two seventy-five game, uh, or do you see continue just like run the ball and and maybe put Vandy on a running clock in the fourth quarter? I have to think that at some point um, they're going to try out some things. Um, like this is the closest game we have. I, I've, it's like I, a Louisiana Monroe game. Yeah, well, Will yeah. Will and Seth have convinced me now that we are literally playing for uh, Labor Day next year, yeah. right? And this is the closest thing, because there's no guarantee we have Missouri. I guess we'll know by the time we, we show up Saturday. Uh, well, we'll know we'll know it's scheduled. Um, I think you, you can't count whatever the bowl game is, uh, especially if we're in a uh, access bowl. You just can't count that as a uh, a game that you can just go out there and do whatever you want to do. So you necessarily, if you're going to get some reps under the belt of your offensive playmakers, and when I say that, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Doc Holliday lookalike. Um, this is the game to do it. And and look, we're not. I don't think we're going to go out there and hang seventy on them just because we can. We're we're not Lane Kiffin. Um, but if you're asking me that we're going to throw the ball more in the first half than we did against South Carolina, yeah, I think we will. Uh, just because you – like it. I'd want to see what Arian Smith can do. Well, right, <laughs> and, and, but, that, but that's a good point. And I think you will see – you'll see some drives in the second – especially early in the second half, regardless of the score, where we have some of the guys that we know 100% will be back next year. Um, and I'm – you know, that, that probably means Trey McKitty doesn't get as many yeah. reps. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, you know that probably means um, White didn't. I mean, uh, not White. Uh, Zeus didn't give me reps, right? Um, it just, but just because it's you're you're looking at a situation where at some point you gotta you gotta start thinking about 
next year, if you're not thinking about December 19th, um, that's what you're thinking about. Now, I don't think, I really don't think Kirby's going to do anything to embarrass Vanderbilt unless it just completely gets away from him. There's no even. There's reason. no reason to, yeah. right? Other than just to give your team some reps, right? To let's let's see a couple of plays. Let's 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 stretch our legs a little bit. Let's give some comfort at game speed. Um, and, you know, defensively, look. I'm not saying I'm, I'm by no means I'm not saying we're going to hold Vanderbilt scoreless, but damn, if Missouri can, I know Georgia can. <laughs> so. And they weren't just scoreless. They were like not. In I mean, any, they never got inside the twenty-eight. Yeah, they right? were. They were in all four of our quarterbacks can't play because of COVID. Not close to scoring. Yeah, <laughs> like they were. It was really. I mean, I said I think you're right, Scott. That was a really good. Way to put it. it was such a frustrating game you watch because everybody just wanted to watch her kick. Yeah, and to, to have them just never get close. It was. It was very frustrating. It was very yeah. frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd, I'd personally. Uh, it would be so awesome if we saw it, it, like her kick a field goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Gosh. I agree. It would be so I agree. Cool. It would um, be so, cool. so yeah. So when you look, when you just let me think about the game. I, I, it's 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 hard to put any sort of game narrative on this. There's there's literally 15 different ways Georgia can play this game and win it, um, up to and including fumble the ball seven times or five times, I guess. Um, it's just there's not. I mean, there's so many paths in this game just because of how. I mean, I'm saying this as a person that sat in the clubhouse at um, what's the club? What's the golf? You wouldn't know this. You would know this, but the golf, some the rock something golf course in Urbana, uh, yeah, whatever. Out past, yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I like, I like literally, I watched the end of the Georgia Vanderbilt game there in the clubhouse because I just got done playing golf and was just like. Came, I had to excuse myself because I was almost about to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this feels so the, – the possibility of losing this game feels so beyond the pale. This It's just almost impossible for me to imagine. What's the spread? Uh, 20 – well, we'll talk about it. But I don't want to say it's like 28, 29. Seems too uh, low. It feels – I mean, you're right. It feels like Louisiana Lafayette. Actually, yeah. Louisiana Lafayette is yeah. ranked. So it feels <laughs> like uh, – I said Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, yeah Monroe. If that's right. even a thing. I don't even know yeah. if they're even called that anymore. It I feels – I, I was going to say it feels like Nickel State, but well, – Easy, easy. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, they're literally playing with the number of scholarship players that an FCS team has. Yeah. Um, and probably the same talent level. Um, I, I mean, a they, good one. Yeah, yeah. A, a decent one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could get some players back off of COVID, um, but those dudes that opt out who are a lot of their starters, original starters, they're not coming back. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's a – I genuinely like Derek Mason. And it's a sad uh, – it's a sad way for his time there to end. By the way, do not be surprised if Derek Mason is an analyst at Georgia next year. Although he could be a defensive coordinator anywhere he wants, in, in much in the way Will Muschamp could. But um, if he is, great, awesome. We could use his help always, always, always. Um, but the reality is, is like Vanderbilt plays in the SEC and you can't, you can't get blanked like two weeks in a row and look outmatched five weeks in a row. And, and that's just – that's what happened to him, and I, I, I don't know Todd Finch at all, other than he's a decent algebra teacher. But uh, I don't, I don't see him figuring out a way to make that happen against Georgia. And it is, uh, uh, this is as cheap as you will find a ticket to an SEC Georgia game on StubHub. 
Yeah, obviously. get in price is around seventy with fees. It's down to fifty five. Oh, really? Yeah, I checked I ju- at the beginning I, of this podcast. I literally just checked right now. Wow. Okay. 50. Yeah, if they'd been down to fifty five for Mississippi State, I'd have gone. Yeah. Um, and and decided guess, not to yeah. late Friday because I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm not going to spend. I was going to. And take again, it. this is with twenty thousand people right. in the state. Well, it's funny. I had also a bunch of people that don't want to go. Well, I had a right. conversation with Robert Wolf about this about the Florida tickets. Right? Is that um, we had a conversation. We just just both of us figured that the ticket prices would be crazy because of the whatever. And they they stayed up for a while, but then they went down for Florida. I just think about people, most people. Quite understandably, yeah. Or it's like, uh, eh, just, like not you know, what? I, it's not real. If it's not, exactly it's not worth it. Real, it's and, not worth it. And it's not worth it. And I understand. I get it. I get yeah. it. this. Is I wrote a whole piece about this today that got me. That for the record, if you ever get a chance to be uh, retweeted by Nate Silver about something you've written that's slightly controversial, it will take up the rest of your day. <laughs> oh, Nate Silver retweeted you, <laughs> yeah. wow. and uh, about something I wrote today, and it, it, it's it's. Uh, I don't know how he does it all day, uh, but it's about risk and yeah. about like people like making. Well, that's decisions. a sweet spot. Yeah, and, yeah, and make who's, it, yeah. Who's Nate Silver? Uh, 538. Yeah, he's the founder of 538, which is... Uh, the election prediction model guy. Okay. Yeah, but he also yeah. does sports. He does, um, like, three other things. I don't know. Okay. And, so, uh, so he's a, a blue check, a lot of followers, so you got a lot of... Blue check. He's a quiet. <laughs> dude Dude is a mass savant, right? Blue literally, check. Literally, he could... You give him six numbers. What is the definition of a blue check? I know what it actually Somebody is. Somebody that's verified on Twitter. I understand that, but, like, that's... I don't... I, the, I, I think what Will's... I'm sorry, I'm going to translate yeah, for no. you. I'm going to mansplain Will. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's uh, manspreading while doing this. I am manspreading, too. Um, we're talking, what it we're seems like there's like a pejorative to blue check that I never yeah. entirely understand. Um, I, 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 think, I think what Will's asking is, what do you mean, blue check? Yeah. Verified. That all That's all you mean. <laughs> Verified on okay. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like even though because I'm constantly I've... getting yelled at for being, oh, well, blue checks like you. I'm like, it's true. I worked all these years to get my blue. So Twitter, check so Twitter says value. I'm a real person. See, yeah. the reason why I, the reason why I always think of blue check because it's really a white check mark, and that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you are correct. So, you are correct. Yeah, but everybody calls it blue check. I so. feel. Like, I feel actually what you're saying is, what do you mean, you people? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but more to the point. The point is that uh, I can totally understand why people would not want to go. Uh, and the last thing on this, I want to say that. Um, one of the uh, I tried to touch on this in my New York Magazine column this week. Uh, the thing about this football season is that it is they like baseball. The goal is just to get this. Like, you, if you get a season done in the middle of a pandemic, that is a monumental achievement. We can all we will argue for years whether they should or whether they should have done it. But if you get it done, you you've done you've made it. What we're seeing with baseball, the advantage that football, both college football and the NFL has, that baseball, the NBA, and the NHL did not have, is they all because they all it was a monumental achievement for them to get their seasons done too. But they're gonna have, all those teams are gonna all those leagues are gonna start with the pandemic still going. Now it will surely be waning. Vaccines are coming like in a couple of knock, weeks. Knock on wood. It's kind knock of amazing, right? But clearly, barring yes, of course. But like signs all point to next football season. By next football season, I think Fauci gave an interview today. Yeah, I saw he, that. He's saying he would fully expect uh, full stadiums by the in, middle to the end of the summer. Guys, listen, Which I'm going to hug everybody. It's just happening. I mean, this this is the last. Again, knock on wood. Who knows? But like with the vaccines coming, and ba- again, baseball is going to figure this out. They're going to have to figure out like mid season whether they can open up their stadiums or how many people have been vaccinated. If things go the way I think we're hopeful, 
buy this will be the last game at Sanford Stadium that is not like the games at San, Sanford Stadium where every next one everyone's going to be tailgating the stands are going to be full it will be as close to back to normal as you could possibly expect it to be I, I will I'm glad I'm going to this game because it feels like something I want to kind of remember yeah, and it's going to be a relic because I'm going to go I'm going to keep going to football like we, we all think it's all, we're going to keep going to games and 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 this year will always be it is exciting and almost even a little wistful to me to think that like this this is not almost over but there is something to where like for the first time in a very long time you can see we're not close to the end but you can see the end you can see where the end would happen yes and we are about to finish up a football season. The next, I, I, I don't know if they put the entire schedule yet, but I think the, the second game is at home next year after the Clemson game. Yes. And so by that September or whatever next year, the next time we all go to Sanford Stadium or Sanford Stadium is open for an event that isn't graduation uh, or the G Day game, I guess. And I went that, to Jason Aldean yeah, at yeah. Sanford. I know that was the day. Remember, I, I've told this story. That was the day that Alexa and I came right. to look at places. Are you serious? Yeah, and we we're like, "Why what is it so going hard to get on? a hotel? <laughs> like, there's no game." And she's like, "Jason Aldean." I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And that's a question I would still ask today. But uh, anyway, sorry, sorry. I listen. Tattoos uh, on this town. Yeah. I know. Uh, regardless, the point is, um, Jason. Like, th- just listen to Jason Isbell. It's like a million times. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is, is that um, the next time we all go to Sanford Stadium. It's going to be, hopefully, knock on wood, all signs point to it actually being like a real game experience. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I was doing copy edits on my book this week, and there's a whole – there's a the tailgating experience is actually a major part of the book. And I got wistful just – because when I wrote it, I was documenting something that I was looking forward to <laughs> instead of something that I was looking back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I reminded me – this year has been weird in every way, but just like not having those six or seven – football Saturdays where just the whole place lights up yeah. and everybody like I miss it I miss it uh, just a ton and this will be the last time that we knock on wood that we don't have that and so I kind of want to be able to remember this and remember because it, it, this feels like the last something we'll be looking back on as opposed to looking for which is exciting I mean that's one of the reasons I want to go to the Mississippi State games say I went to all four of the games that happened during the pandemic um, and in the end I feel like I made the right decision just because it just didn't didn't work out the right way but um, you know having gone if I make it if we, we make it to Saturday I'll have to go into three of the four games and I'm the same way Will it's going to be there'll be the sort of thing like 30 years from now um you know, I went to that. Yeah, we went. I went. Yeah, but like the kids would be like, "Hey, Dad, remember that? Tell the kids about the time we went to Sanford Stadium and there were fifteen thousand people in there, right? Uh, tell about the. Then you start talking to that old radio voice. Yeah, yeah be like, that we talked about like, last. Well, yeah, I was trying to tell you well, from the twenties. Me and pop star. Me and the mall. We 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 took the jalopy down to the. Uh, right. Soda shop. Back, back when the cars were earthbound. Yeah, the cars we had. I don't make them like they used to. So, um, right. but you know, I guess as far as this game, this yeah. game goes, it's, it's, I think you've done that pretty well. This is, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it feels weird to even, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad we're playing it because I get to yeah. go. Um, I'm excited about seeing Sarah Fuller kick. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. I, Hopefully. I hope, well, well, she, I guess she may once, not actually be the kicker. Only once. Right. I'm fine with that. Right. Um, it does feel like even if she's, even if one of their kickers is back, she's, she's going to get, get a an chance opportunity. To kick. Yeah. yeah she's going to get so. a chance to yeah. kick. Um, it's just an extra point. And it's also going to be Greg McGarity's last game. Maybe it's time to talk about that. Yeah. So he announced his retirement, Excellent end of the segue. calendar year. 
Um, no, not unexpected. Not unexpected, right? I mean, he's I mean, he's been operating on one season, one season, one year contracts for four years now, um, yeah. three years. So but he's got a place in Florida. He's clearly ready to write. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the story, if you if you believe the stories, and I have no reason not to, is that he was anticipating making this call much earlier uh, in the year, but with the pandemic, he felt like he had to hold off. But uh, they have they have named brooms. As the, uh, interim, right? Brooms. Is yes. that official? Uh, he is officially named yeah. as the interim. Um, Josh I'd, Brooks is who we're referring to. Yeah, Josh right. Brooks. I'd, I'd heard the, I'd heard that, and I believe Will heard the same. Yeah. Uh, I think it was under. I, I it's, like, uh, yeah, so it's it an easy assumption, right? Yeah. Uh, although the the list of potential replacements is wide, and Carla Williams has come up. Yeah. She uh, has Georgia connections. The AD at Florida. I'm sorry, Virginia. Virginia. Um, you know some other some other people within athletic administration around the country, uh, a couple of people in business, including Frank Roz, who uh, a former Georgia player, uh, Coca Cola exec. Um, I, I I tend to agree with Blutarski. They're going to be looking for somebody that can keep the money train rolling, that can be fiscally conservative, and um, make sure that we don't eat into the uh, the reserve very much. And I, I I hate to be cynical that way, but that has been shown to be what. We care about and it's it's worked to a point um, because you know we we have had a good reserve has we have not unlike a lot of other schools you know cut programs we have not asked coaches to take pay cuts um, and that's because we've been fiscally conservative uh, and again I have full disclosure Josh and I are friends so um, and more to the point uh, Davis and William are very good friends and so uh, I am hopeful personally that he gets the job because uh, uh, he is an excellent guy uh, and uh, like a truly good dude and um, and I think he has and, a lot and of I good, don't know if that makes him like better or worse for the job I, I, <laughs> but, I think, but I think what it, what it does and and this is not knowing him other than merely in passing on mm-hmm. um, I think the one thing he brings to the table that a lot of Georgia fans would like is that he has a particular vision and is not will, unwilling to put that vision on the table. I mean, look, you can say what you want about Sanford Stadium, but the fan experience in Sanford Stadium has improved in the past five years. And that's, oh, yeah. That's all Josh Brooks, right? I mean, that's Josh Brooks and his influence, at least. I wouldn't say all Josh Brooks. Been a lot uh, he's of people. put in charge of it. Right, he's put in charge of it, right. right. But uh, uh, he, he, you know, He's the one that opened up the concourse. He's the one that said, hey, we should do more cashless. He's They did paint in places where, why wouldn't you do paint? I mean, it's just like there are a lot of things that he was involved in that he and his team uh, took care of that made the fan experience at, at, at Sanford Stadium at least slightly better, right? And um, that, that sort of vision is what I think it will take to lead Georgia Athletics into – Whatever is next, uh, because I and I think that's actually key because I think there's been some, there have been issues I think have arisen up in the last three or four years where um, perhaps the older guard of Georgia would have perhaps not have been as proactive in handling. I will put it that way, and uh, I think that's a very kind way of putting it. Yes, and I think that um, uh, I I think an argument could be made that Josh uh, has had a part in. Helping modernize some of that a little bit. Uh, Carla Williams is very impressive, um, yeah. and uh, I think a very legitimate candidate. I think the only worry with her is that she just got there; she hasn't been there very long, and I think that that's the concern. But she was here. I, everybody likes her and respects her, and I think that uh, I I, th- I don't think anyone would bat an eye uh, if if she got the job. 
Uh, but uh, I think it's cl- they're going to make a lot. I think you're right. I mean, you know, this is this is uh, the question is. I mean, it's not like it's not like they they're not out there looking for the the the, the hot coordinator. Kind of like they right. they are looking for someone. If they are, they're hiring Danny White. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're looking for they're looking for someone that knows what they're doing and understands how it works here. And right. Josh Brooks and Carla Williams are both part of that. Yeah. And I think, look, just speaking purely as a fan, as a very minor donor, I, I think, but I think I speak for a lot of fans. I think the one thing that we would like to see is um, a little more strategic approach. To facilities, a little, a little more strategic approach. A little to, bit less of a wait. We're doing another wait, one. Yeah, let's <laughs> play. We should we should do this now, um, and a little more strategic approach to um, to how we are how we position ourselves within the firmament of college athletics. And I'm I'm really saying in an, an artful way, talking about uh, the director's trophy um, uh, because that has been the one disappointment. Look, I I, I think. Greg McGurdy has has McGurdy has scored well on the one metric that matters to the powers that be, and that is the uh, the amount of money brought into to Georgia versus the amount of money spent, and uh, and that's fine because that's that's the metric he is operated under. But I think there uh, we're we're coming a day where that that number, while important, will matter less than some other things uh, as it relates, particularly to um, improving the lot of. Not just football, um, and I guess I'm trying to say in an, in an awful way is that um, Georgia used to be a powerhouse in a lot of sports, and that's fallen off the past few years. And there are a lot of places. I mean, fo- mean football is the reason. I mean, like yeah, football is the reason. They decided to get super serious about football, right? And but, we're all grateful, and I think we've seen the results of that, right? But there, there, but there you, can, you can do all of it, yeah. right? Because there are programs that do, yeah. and Georgia should be one of those. Yes, I agree. Well, the basketball team's very bad. <laughs> They're really quite bad. <laughs> like it was, I was really surprised by how bad they were. Like I knew that it was going to be, I knew, and maybe because I'm too busy watching Look, the, Green, the number but, five Illinois Fighting Illini all the time. But I, I was, I was pretty stunned by how bad. But Crean is still, I mean, he's still getting top, like yeah. top fifty players were winding up on their their short list and. That, that, yeah, that, but the, yeah. The, I mean, the the worry is, and Edwards obviously is all, nothing but a good thing for them. Right. But like the worry is, remember when he Edwards was was the was the top recruit, but Christian Brown was supposed to be like a top forty mm-hmm. dude, and he looks completely lost in yeah. every single game he plays. Yeah. And there's several guys like that, and yeah. like you know, their best players are Wheeler, uh, Fagan, who both of which are his recruits, but then there's like Garcia transfer. Um, you know uh, they, they've they've got like three grad transfers, which are basically the in year three you'd like to have more of a more of your team, more of your team. Yeah, and I think that that's that. I'm not exactly sure what in the what, what Indiana said Indiana what uh, Georgia's person what the what Crean's thing is right now, and uh, and I, I think there's reason to be concerned. I like I like Tom. Crean. I think he's he was a great hire, and I I think he should still be. If COVID year, I just don't think, particularly in college basketball, COVID year should count. Um, uh, particularly after you lost Anthony Edwards and things go weird. Whew, that team was bad, though. That team yeah. was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to get into fun office pools. Uh, but first, Columbus, if you go to bottleshopathens.com, 
you'll see a photo that I took. It's uh, the, the, the hero image, as they say in web design. It's, uh, it's a drone image of the Northside Bottle Shop in all of its glory. And so just to remind y'all, you know, with the holiday season upon us, I mean, it definitely feels holiday-ish out here right now as my, my uh, pinky finger is uh, numb. Um, there's the North side and the West side location. You can order and schedule your pickup, which is, it couldn't be easier. And they have a lot of gift sets and everything. And one of the things that they have featured on their homepage is the archives. They have five, um, to choose from they, from the cask, they have a nine year old cask, 21, another 21 year old, an 11 year old and a 10 year old cask, uh, ranging from one ninety nine to $99. So, you know, those would be some great gift sets. I'm sure Tony can speak more on to the archives. I know you, we've talked about that a couple weeks ago, but uh, it definitely is something that you, if you want to raise some eyebrows for that special someone that loves bourbon, that's probably the way to go. Yeah, and we'll have to get together with Sachin and talk a little bourbon uh, before long. I know we, we, we did that a couple of weeks ago, or I guess a month ago now. Um, I mentioned this uh, last week, but I did take a drive by and go up to the north side just to see because I had not been up there yet mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure. Your uncle uh, had, right, from Indiana. Uh, my dad, my father in law. My father in law had been up there, yeah. Um, so uh, it's not my uncle. Father in law and uncle are not the same person. I can vouch for Scott's uh, characterization of it's a, uh, it's almost a, a monument to, um, look, they have plenty of stuff, like everyday stuff, like you, you want to see, right? I mean, they have. I mean, rows and rows of, of very good bourbons. Uh, I happen to like rums. I uh, also I, I prefer dark rums. But uh, I walked down the rum aisle. They had some bamboo, which is uh, kind of my wife and I's favorite right now. Um, but we, uh, you, you can go in there, and get lost in the bourbon aisle for a few minutes, and really find your uh, find your happy spot. And the West Side location does the growlers and crowlers uh, and also has homebrew and winemaking supplies. So, I mean, yeah. what better year to start a homebrew or winemaking <laughs> than 2020? I mean, that's soup to nuts. And uh, it's uh, – I, I also should mention uh, uh, on Thursday night, uh, Pueblo, Maine's going to mm-hmm. have a whiskey tasting. First one since the pandemic. Uh, unfortunately, the wife and I can't go, but uh, they're going to ta- they're gonna do some uh, – I, I want to say whistle pig and some old forester stuff, and uh, I'm a little bummed I can't go to that. But uh, they, uh, the last one that was literally, um, so we shut down the 13th. It would have been the sixth or seventh of March. The, of March when they had it the week week before that, um, and uh, feels very antiquated. Y'all remember when it snowed in February? Oh, yes. that, it was by the way, aw- that was awesome. Yeah. I, I'd for completely forgotten about that. And it was, came in the nowhere because we, we were just outside shooting baskets, and then all of a sudden, wait, oh, and then it all, like, okay, and yeah. then it all like four yeah. inches yeah. worth. Yeah. I yeah. just totally forgotten about that. Um, it was a nice snow. Like oftentimes, uh, it, it was. It wasn't so much that like everybody started crashing their cars. No, it was a perfect snow. Yeah, right? it was like the nice the, little. The roads didn't ice. Right. It was gone by night, yeah. and yeah, it was. Uh, it was that great. feels like one of the last pre-pandemic little moments. Yeah, was, we were just discussing how uh, when we went to the Wilco show. And, right, uh, with the Wilco show right before I went to Mexico City. And, yeah, oh, just tell you, the, we can see the end, people. We yeah. can see the end. Hey, we hey, we had some tough times before, but yeah, especially me because I'm 109 and front office pool standing. I'm, I'm uh, going nowhere, even though I'm filling out my picks now. Who's Tony, first? Tony Waller first. is first by three points over Cal 1957. But then you've got to look. You got to really look out, Tony, because Will Leach. Will is has only been bringing it. 31 points behind you. 
Um, and then, I mean, he's 19th, so there's a whole swath of people uh, chomping on your bit. So you better be really. <laughs> I am chomping on your bit, Tony. Wait, <laughs> you, you, you better, you better, you better be really confident in your picks this week because you got George Monkey. You got. Uh, it's also one of dance movies. Brohamp <laughs> Dog. You've got UGA Newt. Lucky Guess. UGA Swag. You got Will Leach there. I'm trying to see. Lawyer, is Lawyer Law, Mama in there? Lawyer Mama is ranked 24th. Yeah. So she's only 36 points behind. Does UGA Carey play anymore? Is she Has she moved on from us? She, she's she's, she's kind of not able to. Don't quit us, anymore. UGA Carey. Seriously. I can't scroll without two fingers out of my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm assuming, is there no trivia tonight? Is there no trivia tonight? No. no. Yeah, I, okay, sorry. so sorry. listening to seven out. places Georgia's played Vanderbilt. Oh, I looked. Georgia has only played Vanderbilt in Nashville and Athens. <laughs> not Columbus? Nope. That feels made nope. up. So, uh, okay, I'll tell you what. While he's scrolling and looking at UGA Carey, let's come up with one little trivia game for you and I, Tony. Okay. Actually, All let right. me come up with one for the two of you. Okay. All right, let's okay. see. Okay, uh, let's uh, see. God, your font of cultural knowledge okay, is here we go, just going to blow me away. I'm going to come up with something. Hang on. Uh, keep scrolling and, and, and vamping. Yeah, because I, I was I listened to your uh, interview with Jeb Lund, uh, Mabute. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, I did not realize you were on the uh, the podcast the um, the the game show the quiz the yeah, culture the pop best, culture what are the best the ben best Stein's am- money no, no, no well, was, he was on that oh, too there's, there's a trivia oh. podcast. <laughs> But, Sorry. Um, yeah, the trivia podcast. That it, it totally makes sense. You beat uh, Jeb. It totally makes sense. You lost to Tim. And uh, <laughs> here's some trivia questions. First off, I'm gonna give you, you just give me a year. Okay. okay. What was the last season that Georgia was number one? These are these are five questions based off the College Football Reference page for Georgia. The last season that Georgia was number one in the preseason. I know that. Yeah. 2008. Yeah. Correct. That, that would be my, that's who I was thinking too. What is the last season they finished the year not ranked? Can I, but Scott, Buzz. Go ahead. 2010. That is incorrect. I am going to say 2016. Correct. <sighs> okay, here we go. Five uh, how many seasons under Coach Mark Richt did they finish the season not ranked? Uh, we are counting the McClendon year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, say, the but they were ranked that year. I'm going to say two. At the end of the year. Yeah, they're the ranked. The they're ranked. I think it's two. The correct answer is three. Okay. Ten. 2009, Nine. 2010, and 2013. 13. Mm-hmm. They did. Which they were preseason number five, by the way. Mm. Yeah, they're. Playing Auburn that season, so, they're yeah, Auburn. They were, they that were year. eight and five. That, that year. The feels like they should have been. Right. Trey Matthews game the feels like they should have been. Can't even. Yes, okay. yes. Now, here's That's the last time I went over there. How many seasons during the Jim Donnan era did they end the season unranked? Um, right? Yeah, they were good in '97. They were good in '98. That's what I was counting. I was counting uh, those two. I think I'm going to say two. Okay, one. 1996 was the only year they were not ranked. Really? End of the year in the Jim Donnan era. Which means, for what it is worth, there have been more seasons, there's been uh, as many seasons, one, that during the Kirby Smart era that they have been unranked as they were in the Jim Donnan era. Yeah, Kirby Smart should be tech a lot more, though. Okay, so here's here's my last question. How many years during the Ray Goff era? (laughs) All of them. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, two, four, six, seven years. Uh Uh-huh. How many years did they end the season ranked? Ranked. Two. Uh, one. 
two is the correct answer. How many? Uh, they, in 1991, they were 17. Okay. And in 1992, they were eight at the end of the year. And they beat Ohio State and Kirk Herbstreet. Yes. And then they were five and six, six, four and one, and six and six, which is a great way to get fired by Georgia. And you know what? And when the year they went six, four and one was my freshman year at Georgia, they did not get a bowl bid. They did not get a bowl bid. Is that the last time they didn't win a bowl game? Uh, maybe. No, they didn't go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they went, the they went in 95. Now? 95 was the Peach thought, Bowl yeah, over against Florida Virginia. State, but then Florida State lost it. Right. But I think we're second longest. Yeah, because uh, 95, they went. No, 95, they had a losing season, I think. Because that you was know, Brian I'm just having Smith. Chad in the corner to Remember look Brian stuff Smith, up. the quarterback that yeah. came in for Hurt Bobo? Yeah. When they played against Clemson, and Clemson wore the most abomination of uniforms? Uh, you would remember the uniform. It was a night game at Clemson. Anyway. Okay, let's, uh, t- one last thing. Let's do a hot potato. Okay. Let's do a hot potato. Uh, give me the <clears throat> the 10 schools. Oh, wow, 10. Okay. Back and forth. Who have the longest active bowl streaks. And then we can wonder if they're going to continue that streak going okay. this year with all the bowls dropping off uh, as they currently All right, are. you can start. Uh, Georgia. That is correct. They are number two with 23 consecutive years. The last year they did not make it was 1996. Okay. 96, okay. Um, Southern Cal. Uh, no, they, they were banned, remember? So I think oh, yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I forgot about the ban. I was, I'm sorry. I was playing the wrong thing. Okay, go ahead, Scott. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They are fifth. 18 in a row. Last year they did not make it was 2001. The two you have are Georgia and Wisconsin. Florida. Hang on. Damn it. I keep getting... Florida is... Incorrect. Sometime in the last... Must champ. Since 2008, they've not made a play. They've not made a bowl game. Oh, that's right. They were four and six. Would you like me to let you off the hook and give you Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech is number one. They are number one. Tech's still number one. Virginia Tech is still number one, though. Are and they're they're, are they going to make a bowl game this year? I mean, everybody has a bowl game this year. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like bowls keep dropping out. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Here are the top ten. Okay. Those of you that are Texas one, Georgia two. Number ten is Texas A and M. Eleven years. Two thousand eight was the last year. Number nine is Miami. 2012 years, 2007. Number eight is Oklahoma State. God, Oklahoma's one. Number seven is Clemson, 15 straight years. 2004 was the last time the Clemson didn't make it. Number six is Alabama, 16 straight years. Number five is Wisconsin. Number four is LSU, 1999 was the last time they did not make a bowl game. Number three is Oklahoma. Yeah. Number two is Georgia. And number one I was overthinking it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there you go. Good job, Scott. A little, little last-second trivia for you guys. UJ Carey's ranked 47th with 488 points. No, she's still filling them out. We miss she's you, UJ Carey. We miss you. She's still filling them out. That's good. I've missed her as well. I don't it's know. been a weird year. We hadn't seen a lot of our old friends. I have like, to say, miss, missing missing a lot of the crits. Yeah. It's been, yeah I mean, it again, is. this is another reason I can't wait until yeah. next year. Yeah. Between between tailgating yeah. and the, the I interaction. Do miss, yeah. Like, in all seriousness, like, like, let's not forget also one of the other last things before the pandemic was when we all went to uh, – when we all went to the um, – uh, freaking the the foundry! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We all went to the foundry and saw yeah. one. That was a great that was experience. That was just a, really a year awesome. ago, right? Yeah, yeah uh, after Texas A and M. Wow, that was a good time. Speaking of Texas A and M, Liberty versus Coastal Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That's where uh, that's where game day is going to yeah, be. Well, oh, are yeah. you serious? In Conway. In Conway. Good, for them. Good, got, for, them. Guys, Good for them. Somebody said this on Twitter, but I was thinking it. If they don't eat calabash, which is you ever been to that area of South Carolina? So they calabash have some, shrimp. They have a, cal- have a cal- what they call a calabash, which is literally all the fried foods. Mm-hmm. Love <laughs> it. Um, because I believe there's a God, I'm going to pick Coastal. Uh, that's awesome that they're doing game day there. It's also a reminder that they still have not been to Illinois. They've been to Coastal Carolina, but they've never been to they've Illinois. They've been to Williams Trinity? Oh, yeah. Williams they've been to North Dakota State like twice. Yeah, um, it's a lot. I'm, it's hard to get to Champaign. I'm taking Liberty, baby. It's not hard to get to Champaign. It's really easy. Um, I'm, I'm taking Liberty. I'm taking Hugh you don't Freeze. You tell me I live there. I know, I know. Well, I mean, well, you, had some, you were in uh, Monticello. Monticello. Oh, that's right. Other side of there. Came so close to buying a house in Tuscola, though. Real close. Philo. Uh, Florida Atlantic and Georgia <laughs> Southern. Georgia Southern's actually played 10 Fisher. games. Fisher, the Fisher, Fisher Bunnies. Yeah, Fisher sorry, Bunnies. sorry, that's sorry. Right. No, sorry. Georgia Southern's Alexis. played 10 games, and they're hosting Florida Atlantic. Uh, um, Does it matter who we pick? Florida Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott's patience for your thoughtfulness on that pick was limited. <laughs> All right. Uh, West Virginia at Iowa State. West by God, Virginia. There you go. Iowa State. Iowa State. Even though Iowa State, sorry, clinched a spot in the Big 12 championship. So Northwestern. I mean, these things. Big 12 championship. Uh, Georgia Tech at NC State. God, Georgia Tech beat Duke last week. They beat Duke last week and just broke my heart. (laughs) Uh, I missed that. That was one of the games. I saw someone put up a stat. When was the last time Georgia and Georgia Tech both won on the day after, or the Saturday after Thanksgiving? That's a good stat. 1917? (laughs) I I feel obliged to point out now, by the way, the one sport uh, in all of both Georgia and Georgia Tech athletics in which Georgia and Georgia Tech played each other this year. Women's basketball, Women's basketball, and Georgia beat them in in overtime. Yeah, when I saw that, I tweeted just like... And the dogs. Baseball? Let <laughs> me take this uh, brief moment, by the way. If you care about women's basketball or, or Georgia women's basketball, uh, Brandon Sudge, who covers the team, uh, has a baller. And he has a newsletter about the women's basketball team. It's a subscription that's like $30 for a year. If you care enough, I am a subscriber. It is awesome. I'm, uh, uh, and he's a great dude. Uh, I can encourage you, if you are into women's basketball, it is the best women's basketball coverage you could possibly get. And I always like it when a writer bets on himself. So Agreed. Go get him. Agreed. And Joni Taylor is one of the best. Got her hundred win this week. Got her hundred win. Uh, all right, Oklahoma State at TCU. We're not picking that game. Okay, fine with me. Uh, Iowa. No, I'm, I'm saying oh. we're not picking the game before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is very cold. Uh, NC State, pick them. Yeah, I'll pick NC I'll State. I'll pick NC State. There we okay. go. Okay, Oklahoma State at TCU. Oklahoma I need to State. think about this for like 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going to take <laughs> Oklahoma State. I have some I have some remarks prepared. <laughs> yes, allow me to recite these great speeches in American history. The St. Crispin Day speech. My my mom is an alumna, alumna. of TCU, so TCU. I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs. Yeah. It's alumnus, isn't it? Alumna. A E is women. The fem- female. Oh. feminine. Alumnus is male. I think. I, I although I don't speak Greek. She's Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> Right. For the record, for the record, for the record, Latino Latin people hate Latinx. They're not a fan. They're not a fan. And we should listen to them rather than grad professors. Iowa and Illinois. I'm excited. I feel like they're winning one of these last two. I don't know if it's this one, but they are winning one of these last two. They've dropped that. Listen, there's a non-zero possibility this team goes four and three. <laughs> four and three. Drive for four, baby. <laughs> Drive for four. It looks like, I'll put it this way. It looks like they are in good position to not get 
the last place Penn State Nittany Lions in uh, in the in the extra the crossover games. game yeah, in the crossover game. I actually would love. I have to say, would there be a more fitting way for the Jim Harbaugh era to era to end than Illinois Michigan losing them. to Illinois in the crossover game? That would be lovely. Uh, I'm taking Illinois in this game. Go Illini! Did I mentioned the basketball team is number five in the country we heard right that. now. Yeah, I um, I you know put this game in here. I thought, okay, fine. Because uh, Will's going to want to talk I'm about it. I'm feeling hot. Way. I'm feeling hot on it. Um, they did not play great against Nebraska, and Illinois crushed Nebraska. Yeah. It's worth noting. Um, worth noting. But Kerr Ferentz is done after the season, right? If you've watched his comments, he has just been like off the chain for Kerr Ferentz, which means he says, gosh darn it, a couple times. <laughs> um, still, give me ILL. Carolina. I hit I, baby. 10 p.m. Wednesday night. I know when this is going up. But 10 p.m. Wednesday night, they're playing. Number two, Baylor. Two Baylor gets number five, Illinois. Heck of a game, man, especially early season. I mean, we'll probably get canceled because everyone's going to COVID. <laughs> Bama at LSU. Has LSU been ducking this game long <laughs> enough? <laughs> Look, LSU's been playing better football. Uh, to the point where I don't know if Bo Pelini is even still the defensive coordinator. Um I can't pick against Alabama right now, but look for this game to be squirrely. 8 p.m. CBS. Yeah. Mac Jones, uh, in that recent draft, was 30th overall pick. Really? We've seen that coming mm-hmm. into the year. Mac Jones being the first-round draft pick. Next the, fifth, uh, the fifth quarterback? I think, was, I think it was actually like the sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was, I was wild to see three quarterbacks ahead of Fields. Um, South Carolina, Kentucky. 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 I forgot to – I usually try to put these in conferences. So somehow Indiana-Wisconsin creeped up on me. I missed that one. So Indiana-Wisconsin. This is a, it is a, it's actually a pretty cool game. Yeah, it's a good actually. game. But right. Penix is out. Yeah, yeah he is out. Uh, that didn't stop Indiana last week. Um, it's all program quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, if Penix were in, I would pick Indiana without hesitation, but I think Wisconsin wins. I think Wisconsin too, I'm sad to say. Florida-Tennessee. Usually that's like the first SEC game. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the season. Weird year. Weird year. Yeah. I mean, Florida. They score all the points, it's right? It's so stupid. Is like, anyone still – Is it, so just for the sake of just being fun, um, let's just say a hypothetical scenario where Florida loses this game. Um, are it, we really hoping that that Missouri game gets rescheduled or are we past that? Well, I mean, but we they, still have to re- it, right? they still have to reschedule LSU. Florida does. Oh, that's right. They yeah. do. Yeah. I'm assuming they would in that scenario. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Uh, like, I'm just saying, if you're still, like, if, for example, you still had a hotel for that weekend that had yet to cancel. <laughs> uh, maybe. Who doesn't have a 24-hour cancellation, though? Yeah, I've got it. I can still cancel yeah, yeah. it. I can cancel it, but I just haven't yet yeah. with the idea that uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And I don't think I'm going to the game anyway, but it would be fun to be there for it. Why I, not? I would. It's hard to imagine it happening, though. It's, uh, I'll take Florida. Yeah. What time is that game? It's uh, 3.30. That's the other CBS the game. CBS. Yep. And we're SEC Network, right? Yes, 4, four o'clock. o'clock. Uh, A&M at Auburn. Dude, this game has all kinds of weirdness written on it. Bo Nix has looked progressively worse. Is this worse. game? Is- no, it's no, it's a noon noon game. Um, this has all the makings of a game where crazy stuff happens. Um, I... I really want to pick Auburn, not because I like Auburn, just because it says all the makers of a crazy game. Um, so why not Auburn? 
I'll take Texas A&M, but I, 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 I don't tell any of the people I care about that I said this, but go Auburn. I would love to see that. I, I, I'm very irritated by Texas A&M being number five. Yeah, they, like it really just kind of bothers me for reasons. Like I don't even like hate Texas A&M or anything, but they, they have, just, they it have just doesn't so feel like a playoff team to mm-hmm. any stretch. They've of looked so BYU two, uh, 1984. Again, put it this way. If Georgia and Texas A&M played right now, is Georgia favored? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't think there's any question about it. I don't think anyone would no, or about an make an argument for Georgia to be in the playoff. But, like, Georgia's better than Texas A&M. And then we got uh, Arkansas-Missouri. Give me Arky. Give me Missouri. Give me Missouri. I don't want to get too ahead of my skis on Arkansas. And then finally, uh, the spread on the Georgia-Vanderbilt game is 33-and-a-half, according to fun oh, office okay. pools. Uh, that's, but that's uh, closer than the, what? That's a tw- 28? Yeah, yeah. That seems around. a little bit more like it. Um, yeah. Oh, Vanderbilt. sorry, I forgot to put this on, by the way, when I uh, made me a line I pick, by the way. Oh, that's nice. It looks like <laughs> I a, forgot uh, to put on my Will's got a toboggan that basically is a, a face, face maskless helmet. Helmet. Yeah, if he turns around the right way, he's got the rustle in the front, but whatever. Do I? Yeah, this is uh, this Jeff George area Alana too, <laughs> yeah, right? This is definitely yeah, old school a, Jeff. That's George a different around. color arms than they yeah. use now. And it's a it different logo. Like. It's not the head. It's not the head. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like the spelled out a little. So I also prefer. It's like how the power the, it, it basically is how the Bengals used to have it back in the early '80s yeah, before yeah, they got yeah, the tiger stripes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll put on my actual hat. Oh uh, and eight Vanderbilt uh, travels into Athens. You know, Georgia's only lost three times to Vanderbilt since I started college. And the fourth time they lost to it was my freshman year of college when they lost 43 to 30 during homecoming. So if you think about it, I've been out of college for 26 years. Well, I haven't been out of college. I started college 26 years ago. I'd be a lot older if I'd been out, but they've only lost four times in 26 years to Vanderbilt. And, you know, they literally could roll out probably the second or third team and beat Vanderbilt. This uh, Benny Cunningham is not walking through that door for Vanderbilt. He's the guy that stopped uh, yeah. Carlton Thomas or somebody on that fourth down play uh, back in 2016. Um, Georgia can name their score in this game. Uh, I was actually surprised to see Georgia score as many points and throw a late touchdown pass to Arian Smith versus Bobo. I thought I thought Kirby was going to like bro him up and kind of keep the score low but I guess you just couldn't hold them back and that's how this weekend's going to be uh I think it's going to be all the points for Georgia I hope that Vanderbilt scores three or six points and I hope Sarah Fuller is uh, it comes at the benefit of her leg uh, I'd like to see about a 28 yarder and maybe uh, a crowd pleasing uh 42 yarder and just you know awe-inspiring anyway I, dig- I digress Georgia's going to win this game 42 to 6 she kicks a 42 yard, then we bring her you back next score, year. man. <laughs> yeah, plus I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, it, it really feels like I'm glad they're, again, just like you said, I'm glad they're playing, but this just feels like the least SEC game of any SEC game I could remember. Um, I'm going to, they were so bad against Missouri. Like, they were so bad. Um, I'm going to take Georgia 42. To Vanderbilt three. I'm gonna give him three. <laughs> wow. You gotta go forty two nine. So <laughs> come on, man. Don't oh, my heat. Um yeah, I it's not I mean you if you have listened this long, you've heard me talk an hour and a half ago about what I think is gonna happen this game. Um I it, just Vanderbilt's the recipient of bad timing for Georgia. Georgia Honestly, I think Georgia needs to try some stuff to play to to, to open up the offense. I and mean, we hadn't had a game all season where we just open it up and let's see what happens. 
I think we do that in the first half. Probably we probably rein it in a little bit in the second quarter. But again, in the third quarter, you do that, especially with some young guys, um, which just means it gets out of control real fast. Um, why not? 42 9. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> I promise you, though, if uh, Sarah Fuller hits a 42-yarder, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, that will, like, I will cheer louder so for that. Than my I daughter, will I will. My daughter, anything that like, Vanderbilt. Anything dude, like. look, I am. Um, I mean, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know that I am a crier from way back, and I hold zero reservations about that. If you think it's weird that I cry, that's your problem, not mine. But uh, getting to see this game with my my youngest, who is uh, uh, easily the most athletic of my three children. Um, not most athletic, most most willing to engage in athletics uh, of my three children, um, he, and who played football, tackle football. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry like a, a pretty sunrise at St. Simon's. It's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, gents, we did it. Scott, you made it an hour and twenty I know. minutes. He's man. so cold. It's really I got to do it again in like ten hours. Yeah, this is great though. This is this is good for you. This is finally the circulation. Yeah, or finally, not. Finally, finally, some freaking football weather around here. Seriously, yeah, finally it's funny. On the way over here, well, I was like, oh yeah, I remember what I hate about living in Illinois. It's like it takes me seven minutes to take off my clothes when I get in the house to get comfortable. <laughs> that is true. Um, that is true. It's so weird. That is. But, about that yeah, visual, but yeah. it's like I mean, like, look, a month ago, I mean, a month ago, a year ago, <clears throat> excuse me, we sat out on the porch at the Pubble Main. Mm-hmm. And it was in the 40s, which is 15 degrees warmer it is now. Um, and and talked about is Kirby Smart going to change? Um, I think the jury is in on that. I think he has. Um, you know, Coley has shown that he is willing to to call the the plays, and Kirby has let him do that. I mean, Munkin. I'm sorry. I keep saying Coley when I think Munkin. You said Coley on the. I did. Show. I did. I noticed. I noticed I left that it in there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but Monken has has uh, he's called the plays. Look, the problem uh, problem against Florida, frankly, the problem against, uh, the problem against Florida, Alabama, and whoever else you want to complain about, it wasn't scheme. I mean, we could debate about play calling, but it wasn't scheme. Guys are open. Guys were open last week. Um, the interception was a guy open last week for Daniels. Um, so uh, I, I don't anticipate us going to one of the SB two restaurants to do a. A postseason show because Scott doesn't like cold, and uh, but I can say without reservation that um, it, it feels like it feels like with Daniels, things are going in an interesting direction, um, and that's why I picked this game to be forty-two to nine. <laughs> And also, Scott took my score. Yeah. If it turns out 42 to 12, we're going to know we need a fourth person on Right? We're going to have to right. bring somebody else in. <laughs> All right. We'll be safe. Uh, well, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week to probably preview a Missouri game. It seems like likely. Feels like it. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, hey, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. If you're on Twitter, give us a follow. Our handle is at WSLS Podcast. And special thanks goes out to our podcast partners, SP2 Hospitality and Bottle Shop Athens. Links to the restaurants and the bottle shop are in the show notes of this episode. And we'll be back on Sunday with our UGA Vanderbilt postgame show. And by then, we'll probably also know the status of Georgia's tentatively scheduled game for December 12th at Missouri. 
Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on campus this Saturday. And as always, go dogs.